This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, including my favourite, the Quarter Pounder with cheese. Mm. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Delivery. so the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Uh, so big news today Lincoln City have announced the retained list very very quickly after the end of the season today's what Wednesday so it's only three days after the final game of the season lots of decisions uh, clearly already made um, around one or two, certainly one or two of the players in particular. So we'll go through it. I'll get some of your comments as we go through. Already 30 of you online um, watching me disturbingly fade in and out, which I think has got a lot to do with the light coming in from that side. There we go. That's a little bit better. So first of all, the players that have been released. Well, Regan Paul has been released by the football club. I don't think it's particularly a surprise. If I'm entirely honest, um, Joe had heard certainly earlier in the season that if he if he wants to move on and he wants to go and play kind of football at a higher level, for instance, for Wales, um, he, he's going to need to be at a bigger or a high profile club. Certainly he's going to need to be in the championship if he's got international aspirations as well. So uh, not a huge surprise. I think we probably will have tried to retain um, Regan's services and it's got to a point where uh, it's clear that, that that isn't the case. That isn't something that we can do. And so he's left. Um, Again, I would imagine he will already have a deal in place. I would imagine that he will already have a championship club courting him. I know QPR have been heavily linked with him. Um, Discussions with with other people have suggested that maybe somewhere like Cardiff or Swansea might be a good idea um, because it might further his international ambitions to be playing in Wales. You know, it's certainly easier, I think, to get picked for Wales if you're playing for a high-profile Welsh club with other players who are going away on Welsh international duty as well. Um, Regan Paul owes us nothing. Now, we may have paid a small fee to bring him out from MK Dons, uh, but I don't think he owes us anything at all. He's made well, well in excess of 100 league starts, 107 league starts, I think, which is in um, two and a half seasons. Uh, player of the year last year, 6-1 player of the uh, six one seven player of the year this year. Um, undoubtedly one of our better players, undoubtedly a player who uh, I think can go on and play regular championship football on the right side of a three. 
I think the 3-5-2 or the 3-4-3 is uh, a more popular formation now than probably it was 10-15 years ago. That right-sided centre-half position is um, is certainly one that suits Regan. I think he's able to get forward but doesn't like playing right wing-back. Uh, he's combative, he can block, but he's comfortable on the ball as well. So there's sort of, you know, I think he would suit a team playing three at the back. I think he can do that in the Championship. I don't think that he is a Championship-quality right wing-back, if I'm entirely honest. But I do think that he's a championship quality player uh, and he obviously goes with everybody's best wishes. Um, the, the offering him a contract wouldn't have helped us. He's, he's over the age of 23, so we wouldn't have got a, a fee for him um, had we offered him a contract. And he's got shades of the Gary Taylor Fletcher situation. I think when Taylor Fletcher left Lincoln uh, a, couple, I say a couple of years ago, <laughs> 15 years ago or, or more now. Um, but again, he was a player that was obviously going to move on and, and we simply didn't offer him a new deal um, with that in mind. So that's Regan Paul gone. Not really a surprise. Another player that it's not a surprise that's that's left the football club is Joe Walsh. Um, now, I feel desperately for Joe Walsh because... I think if you're if you take away the fact he's a footballer for Lincoln City, he's a guy looking to try and earn a living, um, and he's been hampered in that kind of quest for three years. I mean, in three years he's made thirty nine league starts. That's thirteen starts a season, which is what twenty five percent of the games that he's been eligible for. He's actually been fit and able to start, and that's a really really poor return. Um, we put our faith in him by offering him a contract towards the end of his first season, which was injury hit. Um, I'm not going to say that faith was misplaced because it wasn't misplaced in the person. It was misplaced probably in his ability to to get fit. And that's not something that you always have a say over yourself, is it? So um, he's certainly been unlucky, but his return has, has just not been good enough um, in terms of, of getting out on the pitch able, competent, left-sided defender. When he plays, arguably, you could say one of the better defenders that we've had over the past few years. Um, but you have to offset that about with, with, with being fit and being available. And Mark Kennedy has said many, many times in recent weeks, or even over the course of the season, that you know if you're not fit and able to train uh, and play 90% of the games, you're no good to the squad. It's probably why Jacob Davenport ended up leaving so quickly, because he wasn't able to play in the games that he was eligible for or even that he would be picked for. And it's certainly the case with Joe Walsh. Look, Joe's made 39 league starts. He's played in 44 league games, so it's not like he's been coming off the bench when he's been fit with trying to play him. Um, he scored one goal. In those 39 games, probably not too bad, actually, for, for a centre-half, you suppose. One in 39, it's not not terrible. Um, sent off this season. I mean, he's never got going this season at all. I think he's played in 12, 13 games. I think he's played twice since the turn of the, the new year. Excuse me, uh, against Charlton when we lost 2-1 and then against Plymouth away. I think he played, may, may have come on. Um, and then he's gone again. Uh, and, and it's just, we can't carry players like that. As when I come on to the rest of the squad, we will be carrying potentially one or two going into the new season, and I'm sure there'll be some departures. But if there's a player that we can kind of stop carrying, um, I think that that's a wise decision to make. So Joe Walsh going um, is a shame for Joe. His Lincoln City career never got going. He won't be classed as somebody that, um, that, that was a great signing when he came in, uh, but through no real fault of his own. There will be some surprise about Max Sanders, I'm sure. Uh, and as I, I think as I go through some of your comments already, I have seen some about Sanders. James Hoy, for instance, Sanders should be staying for me. Uh, ben, my uh, podcast co-host, thinks Sanders' future was apparent after MK said he had not been able to give him the football he needed this season. I'm sure I've read that somewhere. 
uh, before on our was that on our WhatsApp chat? I think I've just read that. Um, Connor Pierce says Sanders hasn't had the easiest time at the club. A player in there, hope it fits in well at another League One, League One, League One, League Two club. Um, and Terry Kennedy, Sanders should be in future plans, in my opinion. I've just had a, an interesting comment as well I'd seen on Twitter. Somebody saying, I hope that we're not going to replace Sanders with Virtue because um, it's a downgrade. And I, I find that quite interesting. Look, first and foremost, I'm not surprised Max Sanders is leaving. I would like to have seen him as part of the first team setup. Do I think that he could be part of the first team, the first 11 on a regular basis? Um, going into the Burton game, potentially so. Max's problem, I think, is that he's wildly inconsistent. He'll have two or three games where... Yeah, he's outstanding, um, and he, he's got man of the match. I think against Plymouth when we beat them at our place with his with that stunning goal. Bear in mind that's the only goal he scored from open play. Okay, he's only started twenty seven games, but he has played fifty seven League One games. He's only started twenty seven um, uh, league games and, and played in, in fifty seven. He scored one goal, um, one goal penalty. He scored against Bowers and Pitsy, obviously in the FA Cup. So he scored two goals in his entire Lincoln City career. I'm not sure for, an, for, for a midfielder that plays kind of in the box-to-box role, that's enough. Two, three, maybe you'd like to see a season. Ethan Arahan, it's different. He plays as a six. But I think if you're playing in that kind of more attacking role, which Sanders has occupied at some times, I'd like to see more return. And I don't think that we always saw that. Um, he did change the game when he came on on Saturday against Shrewsbury, but I think that was more of a shape change. It's more of the fact that we went to um, a kind of a three, a, a three, five, two, so a three in midfield. And I think it afforded him probably a little bit more space and a little bit more time. I think another problem with Max, I, do what I genuinely think set him back here, I think it's the interview he did with The Athletic. And if you haven't read it, there's a link in uh, a real EFL article that somebody's just published um, that says that when he signed for Lincoln, he didn't know who Lincoln were. He did All he cared about was that we wanted to sign him. And when he got on the train, it seemed a long way here. I got a sense that after that interview, um, things probably started to go a little bit south for him. Um, you know, he came up here, he picked up hamstring injury relatively early doors, I think potentially against Sunderland, I might be wrong. Um, so he picked up a hammy injury. He then struggled to force his way into the playoff team. Then he did the interview with The Athletic and he just never got going the next season. And I always felt potentially, potentially the way that he had portrayed his move to the club in The, in, in the Athletic as a, I just needed to get out of Brighton and I took the first move. I, I'm sure that's not how it meant to come across. But I got the feeling when I went to the club and I haven't been around the club at all this season, really down the training ground. But when I went the other, last season, kind of spoke to um, Michael and a few other people and you just got the impression that perhaps, perhaps that interview would set him back a little bit. Um, uh, so a couple of other people, uh, Sean, I hope you're well, pal. Sanders would struggle to get in the current midfield. Um, Connor says, yeah, Sanders, Sanders didn't seem to get on well with Appleton either. That stunted his momentum. Kev McCarthy says, Virtue, Arahan and Sanders as a three or an interchangeable for me. Just see the way he changed the game on Sunday. But again, I do think he changed the game on Sunday because we went to a three in midfield. So it wasn't particularly who came on, but when, when they came on and what shape we went to. I would have kept Max around as a squad player. Absolutely no doubt at all. But if he was, you know, he was traveling back to Brighton on a regular basis, I think, to, to see his family, I think he'll move back down south. I think he's somebody that wants to be back closer to home. And this isn't, don't, let's not use this as a Conor McGrandall's thing that if he suddenly rocks up at Grimsby or something like that, we go, we thought he wanted to move down south. I'm nothing, there's no basis in this other than I suspect that you will see him move to a club 
operating in and around the London area so that he's much, much closer to home. It wouldn't surprise me if he doesn't turn up somewhere like Leighton Orient, a team that try and play a little bit of football, a little bit closer to home, just come up. I still think he's got a future in League One, if I'm honest. Um, we've seen players like Tom Pett, who we've discarded in the past, who have then come back and played regular League One football. James Wilson has just got promoted to the Championship with Plymouth, playing regular League One football and, and was discarded by us. One man's trash is another man's treasure. I'm not saying that Max Sanders is trash, but I am saying that I don't think at the moment he fits what Mark Kennedy wants. And look, with this retained list, one thing that we should be absolutely clear about is it's Mark Kennedy's retained list. Last season, players left, players came in. Mark Kennedy was kind of, you know, he was overseeing transfers that were already 80, 90% of the way down the line. You know, they weren't particularly players that he had identified. I think we started to see that more in January with players that kind of fitted the way he wanted to play. His style of football has also evolved as well. If you'd asked me at Christmas, will Max Sanders stay? I would have said 100% definitely. If you ask me um, now, do I think that he would be part of our first 11 uh, next season? I'd say absolutely not. So I think that that's, I think that that's really important. So they're the three that are going. Let's just have a look and see if I've got any other comments that I have missed out on on the way through. So Dale Warner, average age of next year's squad is currently 22 years, five months and 10 days with the oldest player being 29, the youngest being 17. Have we finally got that youthful team that the club wanted? There'll be a lot of changes before then. I would be very, very surprised um, if there wasn't a high turnover. I'm going to come to that a little bit in a moment. Uh Pete Summers, I wouldn't blame Paul if he took the money and profile that Wrexham could offer. I would say there's absolutely zero chance of Regan Paul going to Wrexham. And I know that it's an easy fit. Um, Wales, they're in Wales, he's Welsh, etc., etc. It's kind of, dare I say, and if you're still watching Pete, please don't drag me to task over it. I think it's a lazy connection to make. Um, there's no way Regan Paul signs for Wrexham. I, I'll, put my, I'll put my absolute reputation on it. Absolutely no way whatsoever. Uh, hello to Jimmy Atkin, uh, Gaz Nicholson, afternoon, Gary. No great surprises in the list. Interesting to see who we move on from those retained. That's what I'm going to come to in a minute, Mr. Nicholson. So we'll talk about that shortly. David Hunt with the loan players gone to. It seems we need to get to work in the transfer market. A lot of the squad aren't really first team players. We've got a lot less work to do than we had 12 months ago, um, almost without a doubt. And we've got a lot less work to do probably than we've had on uh any of the last pre-seasons. We've got the spine of a squad, uh, which I think is something that we should be incredibly grateful for. Ben Ward, oh, there's Ben, of course. Uh, does it signal that we're further along with discussions for Virtue with Matt's going? Absolutely not. I'd be really surprised if we sign Matty Virtue. Um, Blackpool have come down. They're going to want a League One quality midfielder. He slots straight in there. I think we'd have to work incredibly hard to bring Virtue in. I was having a conversation with Pete earlier, um, who, who I've just um, shot down. Uh, and, and we sort of said, with the greatest respect to certain positions, they can be easy to fill. And the central midfield position can be. Ethan Arahan is the tough one. He's the one that it's really hard, I think, to, to find that kind of combative six who can um, link the play, who can kind of find the spaces, find the gaps, cover, all that sort of thing. They're really hard. To find a midfielder that can stray forward, that can pick up the ball, that can pick a pass, that can create openings, we've got one. And we've retained him in Teddy Bishop. Um, so I, I, I do think that they're easier to find, if I'm brutally honest. I think that we could fill it with a lone player. The boy who was at Morecambe, I think, attacking midfielder Jensen Weir, who I saw Jake, uh, Jake, who, who's obviously part of the podcast um, or has been part of the podcast, was talking about as well. So I think it's easier to find players like that. 
I don't think we're going to break the bank to bring in Matty Virtue um, unless Sunderland, unless Sunderland, Blackpool um, don't uh, renew his contract, of course. Uh, Neil Carlton, Sanders, an inconsistent player, can be bringing better, in my opinion, which kinds of fit with what I've just said. Uh, so, yep, nice to see you, Neil. Uh, Kate Jackson, morning, Gary. Afternoon here. I haven't caught one of these in a while, so I hope you're well. Regan doesn't surprise me, neither does Walsh, but for completely different reasons. I trust MK either way. That's good. I like to see that. Uh, hi from Paul Tomlinson. Hope you're well, mate. Um, Mark Morris says Sanders is solid, uh, but is he better than Virtue or Rahan? We have to try and improve the squad. Absolutely. I'm just going to get a little bit caught up. In fact, there's loads more comments come in, so I, I, I can't. Um, so I'm going to have a look. Um, at the other the other big news, obviously Hayden can signed a deal. Hayden really surprised me. I saw a picture of him in action for um, Gainsborough, and he's filling out. He's quite a big lad. Um, he's had a couple of good loan spells. Gainsborough, they really like him there. I think we've got to be looking at loaning him into the conference now. Look, there's no problem with loaning these kids or these younger players three, four, five times before we, we want to broach them into League One. You know, you might be a, player, a certain type of player at 18 who suddenly comes on and shoots on. Alicia Rahui, for instance, you know, he was a shadow scholar. I think he was considered probably not quite big enough. He was released by Forrest, I believe. He's gone over to Drahida. He's doing really, really well. Um, another loan spell might might be good for him. It might be good for, to bring him straight back into the side. But with Hayden Can, it seems like several loan spells. Certainly, if you're, an, if you're a defender, a young defender, I think loan spells are a really good thing. So to get Hayden signed up is really positive. Sean Rowan, we've offered a new deal to. Now, I've got a minor concern um, around Sean. I don't think he's going to sign a new deal. He's been offered a new deal, obviously. He's under 23. So if somebody else offers him a deal and he signs that, they're going to owe us some money. But I noticed he posted on Instagram. It was about a great season, great dressing room, good set of boys. Really looking forward to what the next couple of months holds. That really interested me. The next couple of months, that's the summer. So for me, that suggested a player who was looking forward to what options might be available to him. I might be reading too much into it, but he's been offered a new deal. That's here. It's in the it's in the retained list. I'm looking up at my second screen. We're in discussions with him, um, but he hasn't penned the deal. Really interested in that. I'd love Sean to stay. I think if you play Sean on the left, Adam Jackson on the right, and uh, Paulie O'Connor through the centre... That's a stable defence. You've then got TJ Oma to drop into that. You'd probably want to sign one other um, to cover the, the departure of Paul, but it wouldn't necessarily be have to be a first-team player. I think if Sean doesn't stay, then you've got Ioma, Jackson and O'Connor. As Pete again said earlier in the conversation, he thinks that's a downgrade on what we've had this season. He may be right, so then maybe we have to go into the transfer market for a centre-half. The budget's there with Joe Walsh going. Lone players have all returned to their parent clubs, uh, like Carl Rushworth, not going to come back next season. Luke Plange, greatest respect, wouldn't want back next season. Matty Virtue, I've covered. I really like Midi Shadipo. Um, I think if a deal can be done, he's the sort of player uh, that I think that we need to sign. When he gets on the ball, he does make things happen. He does have efforts every game. He has got assists. You know, in terms of the players that came in in January, he's probably... Um, certainly the best of the lone players that came in in January, Luke Plange, Harry Boys, and Boys, by the way, did very well. Um, he's probably the, aside from Ethan Arahan, the best player that we brought in in January in terms of impact. Um, I really like him. If he's released by QPR, I think he'd be a fantastic signing if we could make the money work. People talk about him not quite fitting in and that sort of thing. But remember, he came in in January. You're coming into a team that's already on the move. Case point, Regan Paul signed in uh, January. 
And for the first couple of months, people weren't overly keen on him. Remember, he gave the penalty away against Hull City and we lost 2-1. People have been very critical of him at that point, saying, you know, why have we signed him? He's not good enough. We could have done this. We could have done that. And then you get the pre-season and he comes in the next season and he was outstanding. Tom Pett, another one, came in in the January, struggled, 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 scored on the final day against Yeovil next season. Really, really good for us. So actually, Shadipo's come in. I think he's done quite well to get to the point he has now where he's scored a couple of goals. One of them, a goal of the season contender, arguably, uh, which I think was away at Plymouth, if my memory serves me correctly. Um, scored at Derby. I, I think I think he's a decent player. I'd really like to see his sign in. Tasha Noki Booth, no chance whatsoever. Um, I think uh, yeah, he, he, his, his loan was, was a failure. I'd like to see us bring Harry Boys in permanently. Sheffield United have gone up. He ain't going to play there. Is he going to get a loan into a lower-end championship side? I'm not so sure. Even the teams going up, it's not like there's a, a team going up who you think, ah, he would definitely fit there. You know, Rotherham was muted to me as a, a potential destination, but they, they play the right system. Is he going to go there? Potentially South Yorkshire. I don't know. I'd like to see Harry Boyce come back. He's shown some flashes. I thought he had a torrid time in the first half against um, Shrewsbury on Saturday, but then he was a couple of moves in the second half where I thought he was, he was superb. He's another light midi that I'd love to see come in, have a pre-season with us. And he won't because if it's a loan, they'll keep him there until the last minute. But I'd love to see come in, get into the, the way, get into the fitness, play the pre-season games without the pressure and then go from there. Um, I think him and midi are two that I'd really like to see sign. Now, when you go through the rest of the uh, contract list, it's nice to have so many players under contract, but there are players on there that I suspect may be the subject of bids or may be the subject of um, fans wanting them to be moved on. And the obvious one on there is Hakeem Adelican. So Hakeem's in contract for this next season. So we send a long-term deal, which appears to have been a three-year deal when he signed. He hasn't been getting into Gillingham's side. Look, this is a player who was playing or was at a championship club before he came to us. Uh, and now he's not able, been able to get into a League Two club who were really, really struggling. Uh, I think we try and move Hacks on in the summer. I don't know who signs him, if I'm honest. He's going to be on decent whack because he came in as the marquee signing two summers ago. So he's going to be on decent money. OK, if he's willing to take a drop in money to actually uh, to secure himself a move. Fair enough. But is he? And if he does, where does he go? I could see Hacks going to a Sutton United, perhaps. Can't see him coming to one of the teams that come up, like a Northampton or, or, or a Leighton Orient. Stevenage, maybe. Is he a Steve Evans type player? I'm not sure. I'm not convinced. I don't think that Hax has got a, a, a future at Lincoln City at all. And it's a shame. You know, he's a nice guy. He's a really unassuming lad. I, I spoke to him a couple of times. Um, I'm kind of associated with, with some overseas fans who sponsor him and they use our name in the programme for it but I just don't see how he fits into this at all. Charles Vernon is a player who I've heard there's lots of speculation around as well. I quite like Charles, but actually he's got in some great positions this season. He's quick, he's able to get past players, but then his end product is really poor. And I think what we'd have to see from Charles is a little bit more in terms of that end product over the, over the summer period. Um, he's often been linked with a move to Grimsby. He's been linked with loan moves to Grimsby. Uh, again, I'm just not sure it's quite worked out for Charles here. I'd love to see him have another season. If I do, if he does, I think he's going to be a bit part player. 
other players under contract. I mean, I'll go through them. Adam Jackson, Ben House, look, they're, they're senior players. They're going to be involved in the squad. Charlie Kendall, his loan at Bromley has been OK. I think he's picked up an injury. Probably someone that we look to loan out again next season. Danny Mandrew, first-team squad. Dylan Duffy, first-team squad. Leach or a Huey, I think he's somebody who comes back and impacts the first-team squad. Araham, definitely. Freddie Draper, doing well over in Ireland. Scored a couple of goals, filling out, getting rave reviews. I can see him being in and around the squad next season if he comes back. I can see us not looking for a loan, having him and House and then A and other who we look to sign and that being our kind of three complement of attackers. Jay Ben, I think, will probably look for a loan. Jovan Makama, potentially a loan. I think Jordan Wright, Lars Sorensen, we know the situation with Lewis Monsma. MJ Kamari, young lad, doing particularly well. Morgan Warsford, Greg, under contract. Ocean Gallagher under contract, but they're young players. They're players I don't think have got a, an immediate first-team future at the club. They've got some work to do. Pordy, first-team. Ted Bishop, first-team when he's on his game. TJ, first-team. And Sam Long, who I suspect will go out on loan. That's your lot. So that's your retained list. Look, it's obvious we need to sign players. Anybody who kind of comes in here and says we need to get busy in the transfer market, yeah, with greatest respect. Of course we do. Every team's going to be looking at adding players. And you know, we've got loan players to add to that, which I, I think we're going to focus less on loan players this year than we have in the past and probably more so on bringing in some of our own players. I would say we've got some deals already down the line. There's been talk about Cole Stockton. You know, I got an indication on Saturday or Sunday, rather, from somebody that I spoke to that certainly Cole was something that the club um, may have, you know, we use language like that, may have investigated. My understanding is that it's a non-starter. Um, I don't think Stockton particularly wants to move from uh, his home in the northwest. He is somebody who is likely to end up at a Wrexham um, yeah. or, or a team like that, somebody that's likely to command uh, decent wages. So some, you know, a team potentially at the top end of League Two or in this division, a smaller team, but who are willing to start putting the money out there. So I don't think Cole Stockton will be wearing a Lincoln City shirt this season. We do need to sign, I think, a striker to back up Ben House. Um, House is going to be hot property. If he has the start to next season um, in the same vein that he finished last season, then I think that January could be a time when people are looking at coming in for Ben House. So I think that there's the likelihood that we, we sign a striker. In my opinion, we then go with him, Draper and a, another. That gives you the three. We'll only really ever go with the three if we're going to play the 3-4-3. Three, three. If we're going to play 3-5-2, we may look to bring somebody else in. We may keep Charlie Kendall around. Who knows? With Duffy, Mandrio and potentially Vernon, are we one light out wide? Potentially, potentially not. I don't know. Um, we certainly need central midfielders. At the minute, we've got Ethan Arahan, uh, but I don't think... Um, you know, I don't think that we're going to bring Draper back, uh, not Draper, Virtue back in. Sorry, obviously Sanders has gone, so we're definitely going to be looking at central midfield players. Uh, and then obviously at the back, do we need a right wing back? Well, we've got Lars Sorensen, he's been superb. I think he's played his way into starting right wing back contention. Uh, I really do. I think he's been excellent at the end of this season. Um, it looks like his position, and yeah, he misplaces the odd pass. Who doesn't? The fact is. I think technically he's very good. His engine is absolutely phenomenal. And at, at right wing back, you know, that's what you need. Some of his crosses have been good. He's got on the end, he's popped some goals away. He's probably got a better goals to games ratio in the right wing back position than any other player that we've played there since we've been playing a right wing back. I think that's really telling. That's what you need. You need a player who's going to get up and down the line, who's going to get the odd goal, chip in with the odd assist, and he's done that. For me, Les Sorensen's our starting right wing back next season. And therefore, we need a starting left wing back. Harry Boys I'd be happy with. 
Um, but our big, the big signings, the big players that we need, in my opinion, if we're going 3 4 3, is another wide player. We need a left wing back. We need a player who can play on either flank. Shadipo would be perfect for, uh, for me uh, and attacking midfielders. And Ted Bishop could play it, but we probably need a virtue replacement. Because bear in mind, we don't need to replace virtue and Sanders because they were vying for the same position. So I think that we need probably to replace one of them and then a striker. But do we go all out for a striker? We paid a reported £200,000 for Ethan Arahan. If we go and do that for a striker, how do we then... Um, how do we then mould Ben House? How do we continue Ben House's development to a point where we want to sell him for seven hundred and fifty thousand or a million if he if he if he goes off? But we also keep a player we've brought in for two hundred thousand pounds happy. I don't know. One option might be, and it's not a name that it, it's the type of player. But I'll throw the name out there. There's the guy Lee Bonis who we were looking at over in Ireland. Is it some? Is it that we will go and spend a little bit of money on somebody from Ireland like Lee Bonis or a player like that who? wouldn't maybe expect first-team football straight away would he come in, but would be able to or would have that kind of growth potential as with Dylan Duffy. I don't know. A couple of you have commented on this, but Luke is the one who I will pick. Matty Taylor released from Oxford. Would he be the kind of striker we're looking at? Not sure. I hate Matty Taylor, so he'd be brilliant for us because if I really dislike a striker, you know he's going to be good for you. Danny Hilton despised him, would have been a great striker for us. Would never have forgiven him, by the way, for 2011. Would have been a great, great striker for us. Is Matty Taylor the sort of player we want to sign? That would depend. Is he happy on spending 70% of his um, time on the bench? Because that's what he's going to need to do. Because Ben Howe, if we're playing 3 4 3, we're playing one central striker. If we're playing one central striker, it's Ben Howe. It's that simple. Surprisingly, nobody in here said, talked about um, Tyler Walker. Out of contract at Coventry, likely to be released. Probably the type of player that maybe you can play out wide as well. So if you play in the 3-4-3, he can tuck in. I mean, we've played Ted Bishop out there. We've played Shadipo, we've played Mandrew, we've played Duffy. Well, remember when we used to play Ben Tomlinson on the wing or when we used to play the likes of, or, or, or tight in that three? Walker would be a potential if he's free, if the wages fit, I think he's more likely than Matty Taylor. You sign Matty Taylor on a two-year deal. At the end of his two-year deal, Matty Taylor's gone and you get nothing for it, as we just had with Regan Paul. Fair enough. You sign Tyler Walker on a two-year deal. He comes in, he scores 15 goals for you. Somebody will still go, let's buy 500,000 for him. Let's let's take a chance on him. Let's. There's, a, there's an ever so slight potential there. And I know that that's going to... Um, that's going to excite Cornell, obviously, um, by saying that. But you know, that's the type of striker I could could see us going for. I think either it's somebody who's relatively unproven, who we're going to pluck from the National League, like we did with Ben House, or we're going to pluck from Ireland, like we did with Dylan Duffy, like we did with Danny Mandrew, or it will be a name who there is potential resale value from. It will be somebody released from a Championship club, but we are not going to go out and pay six, seven, eight thousand pounds on a Jaden Stockley a week on a Jaden Stockley or on a, a Jack Marriott. Ain't going to happen. Ain't going to happen. We've gone to see what we can do with Cole Stockton, in my opinion, because we thought a little bit of experience up there, somebody who's strong, a focal point, will hold the ball up well, scores a few goals. Not had a great season this season, by the way, uh, until the last couple of weeks. Uh, and then he's probably come back with, well, I want six grand a week. Well, there you go. Go and play for somebody that'll pay six grand a week then, pal. Right. Let's have a look at some of your comments. Uh, so, yep. Uh, would you like Harry Boys if he became available? Absolutely. Uh, and Sean says Boys would be great to get back. He would indeed. 
Uh, Mark Morris says, I like Shadipo. He's been pretty solid, had some quiet games, but works hard. He'd get a job done. I There's a certain anti-Shadipo feeling in uh, people that sit around me. Um, and Gav, I don't know if Gav's on there. Gav Hughes doesn't like him, said that he thought he was really lazy at Derby. I thought he worked really hard at Derby. I think all Shadipo needs is a bit of consistency, if anything. And I think a, a pre-season here, if he was settled, he knew he was wanted. There's a player in Midish Shadipo. There's a top-end League One player in Midish Depot. Um, definitely, definitely a player uh, that I would sign. Uh, Kate Jackson, brilliant shout. Hakeem could potentially fit in at MK, and Milton Keynes. I like the way you say Milton Keynes as well, not MK Dons, because they're not the Dons, uh, the Milton Keynes. Um, yeah, he could. Fingers crossed. Um, and that's not disrespect to Hacks. He ain't got a future at, at Lincoln City. That's clear. You can't go to Gillingham and not play there. So, uh, yeah, fair play. Harry Boys needs game time. See full potential. Not a bit part player. I think he got that, nil, didn't he, towards the end of the season. But he didn't get it um, for a long while. And, and, again, Pete mentioned something to me on the phone earlier. He thought it was telling that Sean Rowan, when he got fit, didn't get back into the side. And I think that leans more towards the contract negotiations, potentially with Sean. And us thinking, well, we maybe need to look for, for next season. I might be being unfair on Sean there. It might be uh, being unfair. Mark Morris says, boys, nowhere near good enough for the championship. League one player all day long. He'll be on the radar with other left box. If Rowan does sign, I think Kennedy sees him as left of the three. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, including my favourite, the Quarter Pounder with cheese. Mm. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, so the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. If Rowan signs, I agree with you absolutely 100%. I think Rowan, O'Connor and Jackson isn't a massive downgrade on Paul, o. Jackson, uh, Paul O'Connor and Jackson. It is a little bit. I'm not putting Regan, Paul and Sean Rowan together, but I think that that's still a, a, a top half League One back three. And I think that that's sufficient. Um, and then Lass on one flank and a new left back on the other. So, yeah, absolutely. I'd like to see Sean sign, by the way. I'd love to. I think he's a, a cracking little player. I think he's getting better and better. Uh, so that'll be interesting. Connor Pierce says, would like to see who he is as a cup player next season. A few late sub appearances in the league. Yes, it's going to be all about getting the minutes into him. But in playing for in Ireland over the summer is going to help him. Neil says, experience keeper in for backup for right, in my opinion. Not for me. Young player to come in and play first team right as backup. Uh, I, I saw a story, I think, linking us with the guy that's been at Swindon, Solbrin. Um, look, Carl Rushworth was in and around the Player of the Year. Josh Griffiths last season, uh, you lot voted him, I think, lone Player of the Year, Young Player of the Year. Alex Palmer was in and around it. Look, it's, it's low risk. 
it's low risk to bring a, a, a reserve keeper in from, from higher up and a, a young keeper, and they're getting better and better. I think the model of having a young a young keeper in on loan has paid dividends. I don't think that we've... I don't think that we've suffered from it at all. Josh Griffiths, probably the weakest of the three that we've had, still a very, very good goalkeeper. So for me, keep loaning them in. Keep loaning them in. Mark Morris, as he said, whispers of Stockton too on showing when they visited here would be the type of player we should look at. Yes, but I think money-wise, again, my understanding is that it's it's probably a bit of a non-starter. Um, and Mark also says he agrees Sorensen at right wing back, which, yeah, I think I'm um, I'm happy with that. Neil says, sooner buy a tried and tested League One player than an untried Irish lad. The Irish League ain't a brilliant standard from what I've seen. Um, yeah, so who would we buy, though? And what is proven? Cole Stockton was proven two seasons ago when he scored 20-odd goals in 40-odd appearances. But this season, actually, if you look at it, I don't think he scored very many at all until he got six in his last five games or something like that. I'm not sure proven is possible in League One. And if it is, you're paying six, seven, eight grand a week, as in Stockley and Marriott. And we ain't going to do that because we don't need that, because we don't need the headline striker, because we've got him in Ben House. And when you look at, and I know those who hate XG will hate what I'm about to say, but when you look at the XG stats, actually Ben House has outperformed his XG stats, which suggests to me create more chances for Ben House. Here's the here's a, a, a killer. He scores more goals. And um, and again in conversation with Pete earlier, he said to me, Ben House isn't a 20 goal a season man. He scored third in the league. He scored thirteen in the league this season for a start. If you put him on penalties, that's nineteen or twenty. And actually, if you look at the the, the numbers, and I haven't got them in front of me, and I, I haven't got a web page open to check, very very few players are actually a twenty goal a season um, a twenty goal a season striker. In fact, if I league one leading scorers, let's have a quick look and see how many twenty goal season strikers there are in this division. Uh, there are. Five, Alfie May, Colby Bishop, David McGoldrick, Johnson Clark Harris and Connor Chaplin. That's it. Five 20-goal-a-season strikers. There are 24 teams. You don't need to be a 20-goal-a-season striker, certainly not in the league. We just need to create more chances. If Ben House came in with 15, 16, 17 goals, that's enough. And then you don't want to be spending big money on somebody who is only a backup. I would rather have a Lee Bonis, um, who's impressed in both his spells in different levels in Ireland than I would uh, a Jaden Stockley or a, um, I mean, to go back a little bit, a Tony Dawes or a Delroy Facey, you know, players that are so-called tried and tested. Um, one of my pet hates that tried and tested. It's no such thing. And 20 goal a season strike is another one. Uh, absolutely. Uh, let's have a look. Adam Leader says Rowan's definitely been engaged. That means offered a new deal just to protect compensation. Absolutely. If he's going somewhere else, it's a no brainer. It's an absolutely no brainer. Um, Owen Dawson, I found it quite interesting. That MK came out after Shrewsbury and gave virtue a glowing reference. Makes me wonder if there's something there. I'd be really, really surprised, really surprised if we sign virtue because Blackpool are going to want him. I'd love him to come back, by the way. I think he's a really good midfielder. I think he's a better player than Max Sanders. I think he's got a better goals return. And I think, again, he was up, up until his injury, people were talking about him, remember, as a potential player of the year. Absolutely. If he hadn't got injured, he would have been right up there. Um, so, yeah, really good player. I'd love him to come back. This is a good one. I saw this earlier. Danny May, a former Plymouth and Bury midfielder, is a potential target. Remember him being a beast against us previously. Um, so he's 32. He's just been released by Plymouth to come back up here back home i know for a fact from a previous manager he is a player that we tried to bring in at one point um i think he we tr i think we tried to bring him in in either the summer or the transfer window 
Michael Appleton's first full season in charge or the summer when we brought in Hakiba Delican. It was a conversation I had with the boss, with Michael at the time, and said we looked at Danny Mayer, um, but it was just the money to try and move. He wanted to move back up here, but it was just making it work financially. He's a player, even though he's 32, I think it would be brilliant to bring into Lincoln City. But again, what we're talking about here is we're non-footballing people. We love football. We watch football. I talk about it at you. We do all that sort of stuff. Um, and when we hear a name like Danny Mayer and we think he's been good against us in the past, he would be a great sign-in. There's likely to be a player who could be just as effective as Danny Mayer, who's 21-22, that we don't know about. When Danny Mayer was first broke through, I think he came through at uh, Preston. I might be wrong. I think he moved from Preston to Sheffield Wednesday. There'll be a lot of people who would who you really would have played a few games at Preston. There have been a lot of people in League One who wouldn't have known who he was. Would he have been a great signing for those League One teams? Yes. I think we need to be looking at the new Danny Mayers, the new Cole Stocktons. Players like the boy who was on loan was at Burton, absolutely tore us apart at Burton, or the lad that joined Burton and Helm, who had been at Man United and Burnley. They're the sort of players we need to be looking at. We need to be looking at the, the new breed, and that's where I think our recruitment will be focused. So whilst it's easy for us to look at Danny Mayers and Cole Stocktons as laymans, we want, we want to sound like we're informed. So we go, ah, I know that player. He would be a good sign-in. I dare bet that of our summer recruits, I bet you haven't heard of 50% of them right now, or you've heard their names, but you don't know anything about them. And likely they're the sort of recruits actually that will do really well for us. Had you heard of Ethan Arahan before he signed for us? Very, very few of you had. 5% of you, tops. Had we heard of Ben House before he signed for us? 5% tops. Paulie O'Connor, 10%, 15% tops. These are key players for us now, key players. They're the players we need to be targeting. So it's easy for me to sit here and say names. It's easy for me to go through and have a look at your kind of comments and say, that's a great name. That's a great name. They're not the ones that we're going to sign, in my opinion. And Richard Cross uh, sums it up. Recruitment has probably uh, been probably around 60% good. So I definitely think that will continue or improve on that. So I trust Jez and the team. Absolutely 100%. 100%. Uh, Regan, hello, pal. Hope you're well. Can you see TJ working his way back into a starter or really look for first team football elsewhere? I could see, uh, sorry, TJ, did I say TJ? I could see TJ working his way back to being a starter. I like him on the right side of the three. And I think before he got injured, he'd had a really good run there. And then he got injured, uh, which meant Regan, uh, Regan Paul had to come in to play right side. It last went at right wing back. And actually that worked really well for us. And because of that, TJ couldn't get back in the side. I actually think TJ's a, an excellent defender, excellent defender. Um, he's had a really rough time since he signed. He's had two tough years for us in terms of injuries and being kind of out of form and that sort of thing. I think he could sit comfortably on the right-hand side of the three. He's good on the ball. He can bring it out. He's not a wing-back, but he's probably not quite aware enough to play as a two in a, in a flat-back four. But I think in a three, he is on the right side, what Sean Rowan has been on the left side. And so then if you... Again, I, I said this earlier in a conversation. I, I, I don't think... TJ at right-sided centre-half, Jackson at left-sided centre-half, or Pordy at left-sided centre-half, and Jackson or Pordy in the centre. I don't think that that's a huge downgrade on where we are now. A little bit, yes, but is it still League One, top-end League One quality? I think so. I do. TJ was having a really good run. He's played a surprising amount of games in that right uh, that right kind of um, central defence, right defence role. I think he's custom-made for it. And I think it's also a role that younger defenders are better at because they come from these academies. These academies tend to play those the three at the back. They tend to like their defenders to get on the ball. They like their defenders to be able to carry the ball out. TJ's got a future at this club, in my opinion. 
Uh, and Neil says experience not proven. I know it's not not pedantic. I do think that bringing some experience into the side uh, is not a bad thing. I think if we had gone, if we genuinely did go and, and speak to Cole, uh, Cole Stockton, which I understand we did, then perhaps that's what we're looking to do. Perhaps we are looking to bring a little bit of experience in um, wherever we can. So I'm certainly not going to argue anything uh, about that. Uh, and Mark says, I don't agree with the attitude about avoiding Ireland. Duffy has looked a quality talent. Can see him being a regular sooner rather than later. He's actually been one of the understated surprises. I think since January, you know, Ethan Rahan's come in and been superb. Last switching over to right wing back has raised eyebrows. You know, everyone's looked at him and gone, he's done really well. Duffy in the last couple of games actually has come in and done really well for a young lad. He's shown nice touches, bit of naivety here and there, but he's also shown the ability to take people on. He's had a couple of decent efforts. Uh, I, I think Duffy's one who, when he signed, I thought he might go out on loan. I think he's one now who's a member of the first team squad. Imps TV, great badge, by the way, that. Do you think Danny Mandrew could be a player with 13 to 15 goals and assists all day long? Absolutely, 100%. And again, he's another that I think um, I think that we need to see, you know, have the pre-season. Because bear in mind, he played in Ireland, but then he came injured. He struggled to get himself back fit. He came in, he dropped out. I think Danny Mandrew is a, I'll say now, I think he's a hell of a player. I think he's a player, he's a footballer. And I always say this, my dad has a very strict definition of footballer. And Danny Mandrew is a player who can control a ball. He's got great feet. He has got an eye for goal. He's got an eye for the unexpected. He can be a little bit petulant at times. He can drift sometimes if things aren't going his way. That's what we need to work out of him. Danny Mandrew's got championship quality written all over him. No doubt at all. Neil Carlton's still insisting on reeling out names that um, he knows are going to rile me. Mo Issa got released. There's a reason for that. He got released from a team that got relegated. If you have a Mo Issa in your team, you need a very, very good 10, uh, 10 other players, not number 10, because Mo Issa will prowl around the box and put the ball in the back of the net, and that's it. Sunderland, they made a, a, a great fist of it with Charlie White. That's all Charlie White did. Stick the ball in the aerial, put it in the net, do anything else he won't. Um, that's Mo Issa. For me, he's not the sort of player that fits into what we're trying to do at all. Um, you know, Three years ago, yeah, now, no. John Leonard, although he's had injury problems, TJ has done well when he's played. If we keep Sean, that's four quality centre-backs we have next season and hopefully Monsma back. Absolutely, yeah, I'd agree with that 100%. Um, and I agree with Sophie as well. Pordy O'Connor is captain material. We are really, really lucky. Really, really lucky with uh, the defenders that we have. And when we talk about players not being heard of, by the way, nobody had heard of Monsma. Nobody had heard of Ethan Arahan. I think there we go. It's you know They're the sort of players that we, we're going to sign. Not you know from the uh, Dutch second division or from St Mirren or wherever, but they're the sort of player that we'll sign. We'll sign players. Everyone will go to Wikipedia. They'll be underwhelmed. And then six months in, they'll be like, well, where's he come from? Uh, Adam Leader. Is it a concern the amount of players we use lose for nothing, Gary? Or are they more valuable to us playing out their contract rather than cashing in at 12 months, thinking Grant Paul, etc., would fetch very good money with 12 months left in their deals? Let me put that question back to you, Adam. How would you have reacted if we'd sold Paul or Grant um, in the summers before? I mean, Grant, for a start, we got a fee for, remember? Um, and we got a uh, we got a sell-on fee as well. So actually, Grant probably doesn't fall into that. Conor McGrandles does, but Grant didn't go for free. Um, as I understand it, we got a, a half-decent sum for him and a, sell -on, a minor sell-on fee when he moved to Hearts. McGrandles does. Paul does. Um, but had we sold Paul last summer, bear in mind the position that we were in as a football club, there would have been uproar. I take your point on board, 
But at the moment, no, it isn't because we offset that with cash sales. Cohen Bramall, um, Teo Eden, Anthony Scully. I think there's enough cash sales. Not every transfer, and, and you'll know this, so I'm preaching to the converted, but not every transfer works out for a start. Uh, and then when you bring a player in who does well, not every player that bring in you bring in does well is either wanted by clubs or clubs will pay for, they'll wait for the contract to run down. It's always going to happen. So there's always going to be a percentage. Am I concerned about the number of players who leave on a free transfer? No, because you know I wouldn't say that there's two every season that go that I think, oh, God, we could have got a fee for them. McGrandles, to be fair, probably couldn't. The first, Paul's probably the first one. And please correct me if I'm wrong, anybody. But Paul's probably the first one where you go, um, yeah, we could have got a fee for him. He would have been good if we did, but we haven't. We've got a fee for Albazetti. We've got a fee for Theo Archibald. Yeah, we've picked up fees. I, th- I don't think that we've done too badly in that. I really don't. Um, I'm going further down the list. You must, uh, I must apologise if I miss any of you out. I'm just conscious of the time. Uh, I only intended to be on for half an hour. Mil- uh, Mark Kennedy speaks very highly of Duffy. I think we can see why. Imps TV, Jordan Wright as a first team next year. As I said, not for me. Big keeper, decent shot stopper. Worries me a little bit in terms of command of his area. I think that he's a keepers develop much more slowly, I think. Um, and some keepers develop over a period of time. Mike Pollitt played for Lincoln in 92, 93. I think he signed as a 21-year-old. He ended up going and playing for Wigan when he was still, when he was 38 years old. Matt Jilks came to us and he was superb. He was 38 years old. No outfield player is going to come to you at 38 and you're going to go, wow, he's still got it. So I think Jordan Wright's got plenty of time. Um, I think he signed a new deal, probably knowing that he's still going to be a, a, a kind of a cover battling with a lone player next season. I'm absolutely certain of it. Um, Adam Leader says, so what you say, not ideal selling them for sure. And it would raise eyebrows. Just thinking of the model, thinking the value we get. I'd sit on the side of keeping them just food for thought with the model where we are and agree with working to. Yeah, I think I, I, I try and steer away now from the model because, you know, to be successful at anything, you have to be diverse. You do. Take take what I do or what we do at the Stacey West. So we've got written content. We've got this video content. We've got the podcast. We've got um, you know all sorts of different things that we do. And it appeals to different people in different ways. And that creates the whole. And I think a football club is very much the same. And a transfer policy is very much the same. We are going to need players who come in who we know we're not going to sell who are going to come in, they've got experience, they do this for us, they do that for us, and they move on. Liam Bridcock, excellent example. Conor McGrandles is an example. Joe Walsh, I don't think, ever came in with a view to him being sold on. You've then got players we're hoping to develop and sell on. Teo Eden, Anthony Scully, Sean Rowan, almost certainly. Ethan Arahan, I think, fits into that. Danny Mandrew probably fits into that. Ben House fits into that. Now, if we sell those players, of, of the retained list, let's say now, if we sell Ben House and we sell Danny Mandrew and we sell... Um, I don't know, Dylan Duffy, and we sell Ozan Gallagher. And Pordy O'Connor, we sell those, but Ted Bishop goes at the end of his contract for nothing. TJ Oma goes at the end of his contract for nothing. Haki Badalakan goes at the end of his contract for nothing. Is it a concern that some of those players have gone for nothing, or is actually that the model? They're the supporting cast. They're the supporting cast helping to push Lincoln City further up the table, helping to create the opportunities for the players that we can then go and cash in on. So that's how I see it. It's disappointing because Regan Paul is a defender who is worth decent money. You know, if he was in contract for another two years and the championship he's going to sign for wanted to buy him, 250000 
it's probably the, the the length of it, given how the market is, given the amount of money that's not in the championship, the amount of clubs, the number of clubs that are in, in difficulty. It's probably a realistic figure for him. If Sean Rowan chooses not to sign for us and he chooses to sign for Southampton, the tribunal are going to award us between, what, four, 500,000 tops? That's good money. But that's the reality. Regan Paul was probably worth a quarter of a million pounds or more. Would have been lovely to have had that. But would we have even had our League One status had we sold him? I'm not so sure. I absolutely take it on board. I think Regan Paul is probably the one that you go, oh, we could have got money for him. I don't really think there's anybody else in and around the team or who was left who um, who I feel that we could have got better money for. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, so let's have a look. Uh, finally, I'm going to I'm going to speed it up because I've been on a little bit longer, nearly than a full podcast now. Ben says I think Regan staying to the end of contract was probably more valuable than if we'd gotten 100, 200 for him in January. Yeah, I do. I think it's you see, with hindsight, you could say uh, that it was wise to keep him because TJ got injured. Regan had to come in at centre half. Last went out to right wing back. With hindsight, yes, had um, TJ not got injured and we'd paid Lass and TJ, we could have got through it. Now we're safe. It's easy to go, well, we could have sold him in January. Had we gone down, then we couldn't. So Ben's quite right. He's been more value um, over the, the last sort of five months than than probably um, he may have been had we had we sort of been in the relegation battle, if you know what I mean, or vice versa. Of the relegated clubs from League One, any players be on your wish list? Uh, let's have a think. Who's gone down? Forest Green, no. Um Accrington, no, probably not. NK Dons, no, absolutely not. Uh, Morecambe, no. Um, so, no, not really. Uh, the lad at Morecambe that was on loan, was it Jensen Weir? I think that was his name. He, he impressed me. Um, but probably not. There are a couple of players from MK that you, you might go for, but I'm, I'm just not so sure. I'm really not so sure. I knew you'd clip that, Ben, by the way. Ben's bottom clipping that. I knew you would. Ben's absolutely right. You clip it all you want. Um, you know, even as you know, Ben, a stopped clock, clock is right twice a day. So far, you've been right once. So you're still not beating a stop clock. Uh, Richard, I always remember what you said about Peterborough and McCantony. Buy players that are going to be valuable during their contract period, like strikers and loan players are not so valuable, like keepers and maybe DMs or wingers. Yeah. I, Darren McCantony, I think, uh, said that they don't loan in strikers because we're not going to add value to um, another club's player and strikers are where the where the value really comes in. So their model, if you will, or part of their model is bringing strikers who they can then sell for a big profit. And we saw it with Dwight Gale, with Britt Asambolongo, with Connor Washington, with um, even Craig McHale-Smith going, going all the way back. There were others, Ivan Tony. It doesn't always work. Um, they brought in uh, a couple of strikers. I can't think of the lad's name now. Barnett, he was a boxer as well. Um, I'm saying thinking Stevens, but I'm sure it's not him. Ben Stevens, possibly. Anyway, it doesn't always work, but they very, very rarely loan strikers. What they're trying to do now is to brought Johnson Clark Harris and they're trying to keep him because now they realise that they want to push on as well as, as make the money. But they always try and bring in the players, the attacking players, who are kind of likely to accrue value quicker. And they'll loan in areas potentially that perhaps don't accrue value quite as much. And that's in defence. That's players who play centrally. It's the workers, the hard workers like Ethan Aran. Um, you know, Ethan's a great player and he's going to be a really good player for us and he could make us a lot of money. But if somebody with Ethan's potential and performance levels came in as a striker or a winger and had 10, 15, 20 goals and assists at the age of 21 years old, 
people are going to pay more money for that than they are the workhorse, than they are the, the kind of the, the heartbeat of the team. So I think that that's really, really interesting um, to, to, to think about when we're signing loan players next season. It's why I don't mind us signing players who play left wing back, who play um, in goal and that sort of thing. I love to see the Brennan Johnsons and the Morgan Rogers come here, but what happens? They go, and although they've been brilliant and it's been brilliant to have them, there's no lasting legacy, aside from the fact that we might be able to convince other players to come and join us because look what we did for these players. We don't have a lone player this season. Right now, look at the retained list. We don't have a lone player who I think, oh God, it's absolutely imperative that we replace them. We're never going to be able to replace them. Matty Virtue is replaceable. Carl Rushworth is replaceable. Midi Shadipo, replaceable. These are players who you think we could go out and sign somebody tomorrow from a League One or Premier League club on loan, and they're going to be of a similar quality. Morgan Rogers and um, and uh, Brennan Johnson, that's not that wasn't the case. Even arguably last season, Brooke Norton Cuffey, you know, you're not going to bring a player like him back in. I think it's a good position for us to be in. 54 minutes. I didn't expect to talk that long. I really appreciate all of your interaction. It's been fantastic. We peaked at 120 people watching me, um, watching us, because it's a group thing. I will put this out as a uh, podcast on TalkSport. My apologies to Ben, because it, you know, it kind of encroaches over a conversation we might have had on the podcast. But to be fair, we're also going to do an end-of-season special, and there's a lot to try and cram in. So um, hopefully this kind of Q&A is of uh, value to you all. Um, nothing really more to say. I'm not expecting any movements on signings. It's it's early May. Contracts wouldn't be until June anyway. So I I, I really don't think that we um, I don't think that we've got an awful lot to to think about there. It's probably going to be a good time to take a bit of a break. Uh, two bits of business that I will just cover. First of all, we've got a really interesting guest on the podcast. Ben's doing the interview tomorrow. Don't worry, it won't be that bad. I've seen his questions. Um, he's a a manager with with uh, 1,500 games, I think, under his belt with tenuous Lincoln City connections, but never managed Lincoln, has managed against Lincoln. We've got him for 20 minutes. I'm going to be doing a giveaway for a live show he's doing as well. Uh, that will, I think, be going out as a special. Um, ben will confirm that, but I believe that will be going out as a, uh, as, a, as a short special on the podcast as well. So keep an eye out for that when it drops. The other thing is Neil Matthews. I just wanted to say a couple of words about that. I am planning on doing an article on Neil Matthews. I've got photos all planned. I've got all my notes made here. You see all those ready for my article. Uh, and then the retain list happened. So that kind of scuppered my article. And what we're on now, quarter past five, so it ain't going to get done tonight now. Um, but Neil Matthews obviously passed away uh, at a young age this week through, uh, through cancer. Um, really tragic great player for us uh, if I remember correctly had a, had a decent goals to games ratio for us as well we signed him for £20,000 from Stockport and um, I think he came on loan in 1992 and then we signed him in February 1993 and I think he finished as top scorer in his first season um, we'd had him on loan as well but I think he got about 11 goals I think in that season player that I really liked sent forward um, was with us for three years injury hit I think in his final season as well lived in rugby uh, for a short while um, so, um, yeah, got me tickets for the cup game where Magic Johnson scored and we beat Crystal Palace 1 0. I had tickets. I remember sitting with a, a girl called Michelle Lohman, who's now Michelle Fawcett, I believe. And I took her to the game and we sat in the uh, the, the Selenity stand and watched that thanks to Neil Matthews. I was terrified of him. 
um, because he was a footballer. And then he came and did a presentation. He gave me a Clubman of the Year, which, as we've said, is an award for the person who's shit at football uh, but turns up every week and puts the cones out. So I won that. Neil Matthews gave me it. It was one of the proudest moments of my life at the time. But looking back now, I might have looked a bit of a mug. Uh, and, of course, one other thing to push, Matt Hawke correctly says, get yourself down to the LNER Sunday for rugby game. So the LNER Stadium, that Sinselbank to you and me, is hosting a cup final. I think it's the Jock Mitchell Cup final, um, which is rugby versus Booth and Chris Lamming. Uh, Chris, who's on the podcast, is the manager of rugby. I think it's seven quid to get in, um, which you know, is worth it. It's worth it. It's a top Sunday league game. Uh, I'm absolutely convinced of that. I'll be there. Hopefully, there's going to be a good contingent from rugby. We need to get the chance going. If Booth and go one nil up, I want to hear a resounding um, rendition of lambing out. Um, and if they win, obviously, we're all rugby. So get yourself down to that. I think it's. Uh, I'm going to ignore that, Neil. I thought we were friends. Um, I'm going to. Uh, I'll be there. I think it's two thirty kickoff. Um, support grassroots football. The Sunday league. Uh, is, is is thriving in Lincolnshire. Not to the point where it used to have eight, nine, ten divisions, but, you know, there were good divisions. There were still a lot of good people fighting hard there. We weren't helped this Sunday by by Lincoln's game being moved to um, uh, to the Sunday. But, uh, yeah, get yourself down there. Obviously, Dave Phillips won't be there. Uh, his pal's getting married. I assume that's Ash. So best of luck if it is uh, to uh, to Ash. Absolutely top man. Obviously, you guys won't be there. I can keep you informed on the phone, though, if you let me know. I can send you updates. I actually got an update for Lincoln Walsall on the phone uh, while I was stood at the lectern delivering a, 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 a chat, a, one of those reading things that you do at a wedding. Uh, Lee Frecknington scored and we drew 2 2. So, um, yeah, happy days. Right. Thank you very much for that. I'm going to have to go feed you home in about half an hour and I've still got to get dinner on. So, I appreciate it. That's the retained list. Um, I think it will be the last major talking point for a couple of weeks. Um, I'll always get your comments, anything on Facebook, anything on social media. Please share this video, like and subscribe to the YouTube channel, all of the other stuff that really doesn't matter. The one thing that does matter and always matters is this, up the imps. the 90th minute and all your mates around watching the imps on iFollow. You've got your McNugget share boxes on the go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, but then you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.